Creativity is by definition creating something out of nothing. If you're an artist, you learn that the thing that you think you're creating is not the thing that you end up creating. The idea of failure in some ways is saying, I had an idea of what I thought needed to happen or what should happen and it turned out differently. It's actually not failure at all. This is what art does. Art gets to the soul, gets to the, the place where values, where relationships, where meaning is made. It's change, evolve, grow, stretch. The experiences that we've had and the lessons that we've learned have burned away the old us, our old fixed ways of doing things, the old ways of thinking and knowing, and made room for something brand new that we couldn't have known before. So kind of like the phoenix being burned away and then rising fresh from the ashes, so too we get to come forth with a new sense of wisdom and really begin to bring our gifts into the world. So really in many ways, this is now the true beginning of our story. Here we are, we've, we've been on this journey and we're returning home with the elixir, right? It's yeah. basically what have we learned? What has is, what is made this whole ordeal worth, worth it? it. <laughs> <laughs> right, and actually, and, and the joy in, the, and the joy in, in, yeah. in that, There's the, the joy in coming through that, the lessons gained, the old ideas burned away. Yeah. And here we arrive and in some ways, this, the arrival here is in some ways actually the beginning of our story. It's right? a new call to adventure. It's a new call to adventure, but it's a new story. And you know, it, it, it's interesting. I, uh, there was an animation director from Ireland, and his name is escaping me at the moment. Uh, but I was reading an interview with him, and he said, you know, I, I hate sequels. Because in filmmaking, you are supposed to tell the most dramatic two hours or period in that character's life, the most transformational moment. That's what you capture. So a sequel either means you did a bad job the first time <laughs> right. or you're going to do a bad job this time. Right, right, right. Right? But there is actually something to be said for that idea, right? Which is that we've learned something and now we have a whole new set of right. challenges. challenges to yeah. face yeah. and it's not that they are more or less right but they are new and they will challenge our, our new capacities right well it's like harry potter i mean there are seven um challenges each book is a hero's journey and it keeps going and we're and it's, it's i mean i have no problem with the fact that there's a new call to adventure at the beginning of every harry right. potter right <laughs> Right. So in some ways, what we, you know, this, this coming home is this moment of, oh, it feels very good, right? But it is also the, a great ending of a, any journey is actually the beginning. a new beginning. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say that's true. And I'm totally with you on that. And it feels like that. Like, uh, I'm about 45, going on 46, and I... It, it really feels like to me, my entire life has been a preparation for what's coming next. It yeah. really, I mean, I'm very clear. I'm sure when I'm 90 years old and, and about to die, I will look up back on my life and say, yep, that was true. It was true then and it's true now because of what came after. So I feel like I have been through a preparation and the hero's journey that we've described has been that. 
And without that kind of preparation, I could not do what I want, what what I'm here to do. And it's so clear to me what I'm here to do now. And it, but it took me 45 years to to find it. Because you are doing something now, and it's important. And though right. the entire world doesn't know about it, and there's not a huge body of work, you are doing it. Yeah. So definitely acknowledging that it's happening now, and the work of social sculpture and being a social sculptor and uh, doing the work of um, continuing to research and learn and uh, taxonomize, uh, you know, the, the inner life of human beings at scale and, and on an individual level is my work. And I find it endlessly fascinating. And, and I truly believe that this kind of work is what is going to, what we together, not me as an expert or me as a leader or whatever. I, I'm not saying that I'm going to do this myself, but what makes it interesting to me is that it's a co-creative effort. Me and a whole lot of other people, we're working together. You know, the community and the love that that is, that's what's interesting. Not that I'm an expert in something, because I'm not. I'm like, you know, beginner's mind. <laughs> it has to be beginner's mind. Otherwise... It's not, right? My expertise isn't what matters. It's my presence that matters. Right. And this is what I've learned um, over the past 45 years. And that means I can participate. I can do it. It's very, very empowering. Anyway, that's my, that's my reflection on that. What about you guys? The importance of tools that you brought up, I think, is, um, you know, hits a hits a pain point that people in our community have felt. One of our beloved community members and friends said to us a while back, I I am using Yeah, I am using stone cutting tools to write calligraphy. And what she meant with that is that uh in her life with all of the workshops and books and uh seminars and and trainings that she's done, she doesn't feel like she has the tools that she needs to do her inner work for her leadership work, which is a remarkable statement because there are a lot of offerings out there. But it stuck with us because I wondered, what's missing? What, what could we add that hasn't been added? What could we do that hasn't been done? And uh, what we eventually came to through through our um, work was the marriage of the inner work with the creativity competency. But to make that really solid and really good and really usable, we know is gonna be an iterative process. So this first launch of Worldmaker is gonna be our first go at it, but we expect a lot of engager and engagement and user feedback that can help us improve because yeah. we're yeah. in the constant sense of improving. So. In terms of a new beginning, we feel like we, uh, I think if I can speak for both of us, but we, we, we believe that we've come a certain distance because we've seen how far we've come. And to your point, we're looking at that next mountain going, okay, next story, next call to adventure, next mountain. Bring it on. Yeah, and part of that is, is the question, how do, we, how do we become useful for others? How do we hone what we know and what we can do into tools that can be readily taken up and, and applied out there in their work. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, that is a reversal. That goes from, you know, how can I prove myself in the world and become a great artist to um, 
how can I use the gifts that I've been given or how can we use the gifts that we've been given to create um, really good tools, really good concepts, really good useful things. And in, I love the image of a tool because a good tool is transparent. If, if you picked up a hammer and to nail a nail and you felt like you were having to deal with the inadequacies of that hammer, the handle was floppy or the head was shaped wrong or it was too heavy on the wrong end or whatever, it would not be a good hammer. It wouldn't be transparent, right? If your, if your eyeball was cloudy or, or your ears weren't completely open to the sounds, in other words, if you experienced your sense organs when in the act of using them, they wouldn't be transparent. They wouldn't be good sense organs. So the tools that, that you mentioned, um, we're on the quest for tools that transparently give access to the latent creative capacity of a human being. Yeah. You know, there's this kind of the, the two pieces of, you know, the uh, two sides of this. We want a tool because we want it to do the job well, mm-hmm. right? And that's really important. Uh, but the other thing is a certain expectation of the tool, right? And that expectation of the tool is the, uh, can both be dangerous and beneficial, right? Is that uh, I expect this tool to do a certain, to do a certain job, but it's not going to do the job for you. Mm-hmm. No matter how great your hammer is, it's not going to mm-hmm. hammer in those nails. Right. Unless you also know the how motion. Yeah. And if you've ever worked with a carpenter, uh, <laughs> which yeah. I have, yeah. I've worked with carpenters who, boom, it's perfect in exactly the way it needs to be, right? Yeah. On one, one, on one thwack. Yeah. For me, it's yeah, three or you know, a, a couple, and maybe it's, it's the last one I've got to go... Because I don't want to dent the wood, right? So, and I bring that, and I say that because I think there's a buzzword that finds its way into other people who are offering tools for... Uh, those who are searching for being more productive or being uh, more, effective. more effective in the world, uh, the buzzword is results. Mm-hmm. And it's a buzzword that bothers me a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Because it's taking, uh, it, it takes the purpose of what we're doing yeah. in some ways to benefit ourselves mm-hmm. personally. And the reality is, is that the benefit, uh, there is, we always want to benefit to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We always want that, mm-hmm. right? But there there is an emptiness that comes when that the benefit is just is just for me, yeah. right? And so this word results is looking for it actually takes away from the three P's that I mentioned earlier, right? right. Because that is not when we when we enter in a practice and we have patience and we persevere, right? There's something that allows the world to share with us what the world has to offer. So we can actually be open. We're opening all of these sense pers- our sensory capabilities to what is possible, right? As opposed to a result that we are looking for, you know, there's, it, it's kind of like when we're going for the result, in a certain sense, it is we are opening the refrigerator and we are going to get ketchup because mm-hmm. we have a certain desired outcome. And that is I'm going to the refrigerator to get ketchup. Yeah. And ketchup is always on the door, mm-hmm. Right. So I go and I open up the door and there's no ketchup, right? And I, it's frustrating, right? Because I'm here for ketchup. That is the result that I want. And I don't see the ketchup. It's the most, one of the most common things that happens 
right? Is that you open it up and somebody, your kid, instead of putting the ketchup where it belongs, puts it in a different place. And you don't see the ketchup. And you look around, why, why is there no ketchup there? And the kid comes up and says, it's right in front of your nose, right? Because this idea of going for the result is that if I do it this way, this is what's going to come. And I can go and I can get the ketchup from, from the refrigerator door. But when it's not there, I don't actually see it. Or I might miss the fact that, oh, there's Thousand Island or there's ranch somewhere else, right? So this kind of this idea that when we're going for a certain result that we're actually closing ourselves off to so much potential and possibility mm -hmm. beyond what we have set as the result that we are aiming for. Mm -hmm. And I bring that up because I think it's just so important. We all know that we set off on a journey at some point when we're 20 to do a certain thing. And sure, there are those people who are 16, they say, I want to be a medical doctor. And they start taking AP classes in biology and they go and they become a doctor. And that's wonderful. And it's great that the world has those people in it. It's hugely beneficial to the world. And it's great for them. But that isn't actually the way the world works for most people, right? That's a, that's a very select few, because not only do you have to have that type of conviction that's gonna carry you all the way through, but you also have to be in a place where the opportunity, you have to be able to afford that school. You need to be able to have been in a school that can prep you. You need to live in a country whereby you even can get primary education, right? So there are all sorts of conditions that, 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 don't, that, that don't exist for most people to either have that specific goal and aim for it, uh, because they have that internally or that the conditions around them would support that, right. right? So I think some of these tools that we're talking about is actually this is, is something that isn't specifically going for results, a specific result, but it is actually going for a discovery. It's moving in a way that actually allows us to have the freedom to actually meet what is needed of us and what we you know, what we truly want. And some of that freedom, once again, is going to actually be shedding some of our patterns or coming to understand what are our patterns. Why is it that I want these things so that I can actually have the freedom to choose and actually find the thing that I need to do. And that's the create, and that is also the creativity. Yeah. Right? Well, if you, it, yeah. Well, I'm, I, I think that there's, um, many people have the experiences that you can really spend a lot of money on great tools, but not be able to make any great things. Yeah. So it's always a bit sad to see a fully fleshed out carpenter's workshop or audio studio or, or, or art studio where the, the equipment is more impressive than the results. Mm -hmm. um, so, but the difference is that you learn to use the tools, you learn to use your imagination, you, you learn to use your capacities so that, yeah. so that in a creative process you get results that you're happy with. Um, and I think you learn that if you're an artist, you learn that the thing that you think you're creating is not the thing that you end up creating. And you learn to embrace that. You learn to embrace that each artwork is a journey of discovery. And so, anyway. And isn't life normally like that too? A creative life would be like that. Right. You know, a, a creative life is a life lived with emergence and surprise and meaning making as you go, 
not just at the beginning of every new phase that you're going to then implement and realize in predetermined results. But I might even argue that, that every life actually is like that, whether or not we can enjoy it or actually really go through a process of self-growth and benefiting of others right. through that, yeah. that, which always happens. And I think that is where you, the creative life is the life that can do that as opposed to just having that we start here and we end up where we didn't think and have regrets or doubts or wishing it had been different or well it brings us back to home yeah because uh the return home is the beginning of a new creative adventure i mean in the end of the in the end of most great stories you always wonder what happens to the characters next mm -hmm. and so a great sequel would tell you and i think in life um i mean where we are in our lives is we're looking at the, the beginning of the next part of our life. And I guess you can always say that, but in our case, it's not arbitrary because we just had so many things come to a close in the last few years, in, including um, everything from, from work streams and client relationships to physical deaths and things like that. Um, now, for me, where I sit with this is anticipation and excitement and curiosity and a real determination and commitment to engage differently this time around. Mm. And so curiously, I've just gotten some emails yesterday and this morning from people that I knew in the last 10 years or long ago who want me to engage with them again. But I don't want to engage in the same ways that I've engaged previously. It's just not worth it to me. It's painful to me. Mm. So I need to approach these coming home, seeing familiar faces, seeing those same old people, but I need to engage differently in order to be the person that I am now. So I guess part of that is I accept you for who you are. I am vigilant with myself and how I'm connecting and reconnecting with you because I've outgrown the self that you knew. Mm -hmm. What about you, Matthew? What's coming home mean to you? Uh, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of it has actually been uh, really actually having faith that I can determine the choices that I make going forward. You know, there was a lot of uh, sense of recognizing how the outer world was impacting my ability to do what I want to do or what I, in air quotes, was meant to do here, right? Mm. There were these outer forces pushing on me. Uh, that were restrictive. And I think there are probably a, a, a couple of metaphors that can, that can uh, sort of shift that. One is that I got compressed so much that now I'm a diamond. <laughs> but I think perhaps better is, uh, you know, the, the carrying of, of, that, of that weight all of a sudden became light when I saw that a lot of what was actually coming was not what was coming at me, but my relationship to it, my reactions to it. So this, you know, a, a lightness of being in some ways truly came with the letting go of there needing to be a certain outcome. One project was very sad that fell through. It was one that I was truly excited about. Mm. And it actually it came at a time when I decided I don't want to do something I'm not interested in. I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm not going to work with, with Kevin Costner just because... Um, because it's because he's Kevin Costner and because it will be great for my career. I'm not going to do that. Um, 
Uh, and there was a project that I had been on before that with some very big names, and I was actually relieved when it fell through, quite frankly. Right. Right. And it was in that falling through and saying, you know what? I'm so relieved it fell through, even though it was going to be a great paycheck and it was great exposure and there was back end and I'm producing a movie with big name people. It wasn't a project I believed in. And I was uncomfortable about that, though I was very excited when I'm right. flying around the country and about to go around the world to, to do stuff for it. And all of a sudden, you know, but that project, <laughs> the one with the Costner project was really disappointing because it was actually a big project with big names and uh, it was great, but it died without me. But there was an, uh, even in that passing going away, I thought, you know, this is completely okay. This is completely okay. I can, to re I can relax into what is coming, you know, and I can come into, in, into this with curiosity. So how's it really looking is that I've been writing, uh, I'm, you know, coming to almost, almost having completed a documentary project that's I've been working on for two years, mm. quite intensely, you know, with a lot of international travel, uh, spread out uh, production with three intensive weeks of production in, you know, in, in California and, and Korea, and then getting local crews in other places to go and film stuff and send it back and bring it all together. And to have the faith that this is important enough to me that I am going to spend that time doing what I truly love and what I believe is important. Uh, and there's such a, a, a peace within that, mm -hmm. right? It is this coming home. It's something I've always wanted that I, to be, that I have a confidence in what I'm doing, that I'm doing that, which I really want to do, uh, while taking into account the fact that, yeah, I have, a, I, saw, I have a family to feed and I have rent to pay and I have these obligations, but I have this great, this greater obligation to, to the how I'm doing what I'm doing. Right and the why I'm doing what I'm doing, and that coming out of that, you know, the supreme ordeal and the and the and the elixir that I'm come, that I get to come home with, is is I'm a filmmaker, right, and I'm a writer, and that can be very exciting and shiny, and there can be a whole lot of ego and image wrapped up in it, but it, that that is not important, right? What is important is that I'm telling the stories. That I that resonate with me, right. and that to me this other shift was that you know in even in the way I I approach my work is it's not only about what I want to do, right, but that I'm sharing what I have to share in a way that connects with others, so that it's not just I'm an artist. This yeah. is my artwork. You know, if you don't like it, you're an idiot or whatever. Right? It's not that. It's that this is as an artist. As a creator, this is a true ebb and flow, which means if I want to tell a, uh, if I want to tell a story, any type of story that that resonates within my core beliefs, then I actually need to do it within the the confines of knowing that it needs an audience, yeah. right? And that the uh, frustration of being an independent filmmaker, saying, "Wait a second. I'm going to watch all these crappy movies that are having millions of dollars thrown at them, but why isn't anybody funding my movie, right? Is that I'm looking at it in completely the wrong way, that 
you know, I, you know, an artist will feel censored by the outside world, forgetting that much of the greatest artwork ever in history was created under when there was censorship. My favorite novels were created under the nose of czarist censors. Right. Right? It's that these artists found a way to work within their constraints to make something that transcended all of the constraints. Right? Yeah. And that in, in our current paradigm, the audience is a, you know, is a censor and the financiers are a censor. Right. Right? So if a financier isn't gonna, is, is going to finance my work, I basically have to trick them in the same way that Tolstoy and Dostoevsky right. were able to kind of trick the uh, trick the, the czarist censors, right? Yeah. So I have to tell a story that's so compelling that the message comes through. J.K. Rowling did that beautifully, right? right? Uh, I thought you know Moonlight, which was the yeah. you know, best picture a couple, uh, last year, or you know a little over a year ago, right? Yeah. Was absolutely one of these pictures that. They sold this movie about uh, a three-part, basically a, uh, a sort of this three-part movie about a gay boy growing up in Miami. And it was, boy, what a, just beautiful. It's so beautiful. But it wasn't, that story, probably a thousand people wanted to tell that story and it wasn't told and have gone away frustrated that no one's seeing my vision. They're not getting it. This is an important story. Right, and so there's that. That's this piece, and and to be able to relax in into it, and um, yeah, I guess I would, it's a bit of the elixir, yeah. and yeah. really, and the coming home is the being able to this. I'll say even I guess as an artist and a young father, etc., is to be able to actually finally say, you know, uh, I I need to take care of myself too, which is never something that I did, and that is a real coming home, yeah, a real coming yeah, home, right. uh, and that's been the incredible joy of the last few years it's incredible joy yeah uh i guess this is a this will be a story that will be continued and though this was our story i think the story that we continued will be the story as it involves the people that that now will come into this sphere into this world that are excited about engaging in the creative process yes yeah, i think that's what the next project is about and then even anyone who who chooses to participate in world maker or engage with some of these other the other yeah. you know the exer- the exercises and the actionable pieces mm-hmm. right, right? Yeah. is that that how becomes that how does that work and how and how does that actually begin to grow this community and i see that as uh, as really uh, the exciting next sort of next step in this journey if we do it right this will open a bigger conversation about creativity creativity in the world the responsibility of the artist culture change inner work um, the inner tools that make the kind of culture change and, and changes in the industries that we work in. So it's a very fascinating and rich topic that I'm glad we've been able to open. I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.